Welcome to the box. This call is nightly at 11.30 p.m. East Coast time. We are here to turn fantasy into reality. Here in the box, open-minded adults of all genders, orientations, and lifestyles can acknowledge and explore their dreams and fantasies, mild to wild, without fear of judgment or shame. What do we all have in common? We want to live free. Buckle in. Let's have some fun. Hello, fellow listeners. This is Alexis with the box. And as per usual, every time I hear the words have fun, I'm down for it. Just not the buckle in part. Anyway, today in the box, we will have secrets. We have Jen. And guess what? My favorite slut flew in all the way from the West Coast to grace us with her presence again tonight. Miss Tandy, what are we talking about tonight? Oh, well, the uh, listeners are in for a treat because I have asked you, Alexis, Secrets and Jen each to tell us a special story tonight. I have one too. Um, the rules are your story has to be true, it has to be funny, not tragic, and it has to be about a sexual situation that went horribly wrong. Um, I um, ask you to think about stories like, uh, wow, uh, sex that sent me to the ER, or something like, hmm, I was really not expecting that we would meet in an actual clown house. Um, that last example is mine, but that is a funny story for a different night. So um, uh, I think this is going to be wonderful to hear about some things that went so wrong, funny or terrifying mishaps. So have um, uh, you ladies decided who wants to go first? Otherwise, I'll assign you. I'll volunteer to go first. Wonderful. <laughs> I'll go first. Um, when I was in my 20s, everyone knew that I was dating somebody in the military. Well, he was home. He wasn't, um, he wasn't sent out overseas yet. And he and I were about to have some fun. We thought we had the apartment to ourselves. Well, my boyfriend had one of those rooms with the bathroom in it. His roommate had his own room, but the bathroom shared with everyone else. Well, we were about to, you know, get it on when all of a sudden there was a knock on the door and his roommate didn't realize I was there and um, <laughs> he walked in on us, but fortunately, my boyfriend was able to dive for the door, and he slammed the door. He was like, no, not yet. And I dove for the bed, but because I dove for the bed head first, I ended up whacking my head so hard <laughs> on the headboard that I was like, ah! And my boyfriend was like, what, what, what? I hid, like, right under the covers. And he put on a robe, allowed 
his roommate to come in, and that's how I met the roommate. And the roommate was like, is it okay if I borrow some shaving cream? And I was like, take the whole damn bottle. <laughs> so he did. And the roommate left. My boyfriend shut the door, but because I hit my head so hard on the headboard, we couldn't do anything. My boyfriend had to take me to the doctor because I actually hit it so hard. <laughs> I don't know how I managed to do it, but I couldn't open my left eye. It actually really hurt. And he had to take me to the doctor. And the doctor's like, yeah, you're going to have to ice that. And yeah, no hanky panky for us. That is funny. You know, you're lucky the doctor didn't try and question you about whether your boyfriend had been hitting you or something. But uh, so did you have to explain how it happened? Yes, I did. Because when I when we walked into the doctor's office, I had asked for to the nurse to go ahead and squeeze me in. Right. Because I did. I didn't think it was serious enough to go to the ER and I didn't want to wait into urgent care. Right, so she squeezed me in, and like when the nurse saw me, she was she took one look at my boyfriend. She was like, "Do I need to call security?" (laughs) (laughs) I I was like, "No, no, 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 no! It's not a domestic uh, violence issue. I promise." We got into see my doctor, and she walked in, and she's like, "She was like, do I even want to know?" And I was like, it was a situation where I dove for the bed to hide because somebody was about to walk into us, and somehow, yeah, it went wrong. <laughs> Horribly wrong, okay? Because I was supposed to get some hanky-panky, but instead I spent the afternoon on the couch with my boyfriend cuddled up with the ice packs in my face. Oh, oh. Well, you've had an opportunity since then to have hanky-panky, right? Of course. I couldn't go home that night. I had to call home and lie to my aunt and said that I was going to spend the night somewhere else because I sure wasn't going to go home with, like, a bruise around my face. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a story of how sex can go wrong. (laughs) That is funny. That is funny. Jen, do you have a mishap to tell us about? <laughs> well, I've been trying to think because I've had a lot of experiences in my life and a lot of them were when I was younger. And I was trying to think of one that was like real tragic or real, not not tragic, no, 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 but just real embarrassing or real um, shocking. I actually had several threesomes and most of them went pretty good. But the first one, um, it was kind of strange because I was, friends with this girl and then I got to know her boyfriend and then one day I was hanging up hanging out over at their house and they just went in the bedroom and started having sex with the door open I was right there and I'm like what the fuck and that was basically (laughs) their way of enticing me to get in there with them which was great because at first I was kind of awkward because I was like 21 22 years old at the time never had a threesome was kind of shocked so I went in there and and we went at it and it, it ended up being great so that like that, like, isn't like, too, too bad, but that was just kind of, like, embarrassing for me at the time. But I, I was glad I did it, and I didn't regret it after that. Um, and then the second one I had was fine. I don't remember exactly if that was bad or not. But the third one, I always tell people about this, and they think it's pretty funny. 
it's not really it's, it's not too bad on my end but maybe on the, the one girl's end and the guys but what had happened is i was i ended up staying the night at my friend's house and she lived with her boyfriend and they had a, a roommate at the time and this roommate was like a friends of benefits for me um but when he had a girlfriend when i had a boyfriend we didn't mess around so he had a girlfriend at the time so i was laying on the couch and i think i was just watching tv or i was on my phone and uh, one video wasn't on my phone. I had one back then. So this was a long time ago. But he comes out, and he's just like, hey, I got a question for you. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, do you want to come in here? And I'm like, I don't know why. And he's like, well, just come on in here. And I'm like, okay. And I knew him and his girlfriend are in there. And I was like, what the fuck? So I went in there, and I'm like, yeah. And they're just like, yeah, we want to know if you want to join us. And I'm like, oh, okay. So basically what had happened is me and her didn't really do anything. Like, he went back and forth with us, like, he started making out with her and had sex with her, and then he did the same thing with me. And then he got tired after a while, so then he stopped. And then basically what happened is me and we were on each side of him. And since he was so tired, I thought, well, he was doing such a good job with, you know, pleasing us and fucking us and everything. And I went down on him, and his girlfriend just basically stayed there and, like, cuddled with him. And I, I think I went down on him for not very long, maybe, like, five minutes of that, maybe a little less, a little more. And all of a sudden, uh, I guess he was really enjoying himself because she just – got pissed off and, and got up and just walked out. And then I, I stopped and I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, well, let me go after her. And then five minutes later, he comes back. He's like, yeah, you need to leave. And I was oh, like, okay. <laughs> so basically what had happened is I guess she got pissed off that I was doing such a good job at, you know, sucking his dick that she just stormed out and I guess didn't want me to stick around anymore. So that's actually kind of a funny story I tell people. I'm like, yeah, I've had several threesomes, but the third one I had was a disaster because it ended up not being – it was great at first, and it ended up really being bad. And I think after that whole situation, I kind of stayed away from him and her for a long, long time. I still talked to my friend, of course, but I told the friend what happened, and she thought it was pretty crazy too. I mean, that's the that's the most embarrassing one I could probably think of right there. So <laughs> that is That is funny. You know, we talked – on one of the shows about how complicated uh, sometimes um, navigating a three-way can be. And a couple of things mm-hmm. I noticed about that. I've always told people, you ne- um, like kids, um, uh, you, you guys know how old I am. I ha- I, of course, I have kids, and as they were growing up, the, uh, the rule was, that never ask me for permission to do something in front of the other person. In other words, don't come in and say, I want to spend the night at John's house with John there, because I will automatically say no. And um, so I would say the same thing is, if somebody wants you to join a um, a (laughs) three-way, It might work out if they just spring it on you, but normally it's nicer if you have a little bit of notice and can think about it in advance, you know, because what if you went in there and it's like, oh, I'm happy to do it with you, but not with her or the other way around. So I just think that's that's funny. Um, The other thing is for a lot of people, it's real hard to watch somebody else, you know, go down on your partner. Um, uh, part of it's jealousy, part of it's like, wow, do they like that better than how I do it? So, so many ways it can go wrong, which is why we're, talk a lot about it here and some of the skills. Oh, that's funny though. Um, that's funny. Um, would you, I don't know, would either of you have handled that differently now, a few years later? 
Would you have yeah, been as I think, embarrassed? I, 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 yeah, I think what, what what it was is like you said, she was just either jealous or she was just, you know, thought that I did a better job than her. So she just got upset and walked out. Because that's the thing with a threesome. If you have a threesome and there's another girl involved and, you know, um, you think that she's doing a better job, you can't be jealous. You can't think like that because I was just the the third wheel, basically. I was just the one going with them because they wanted me in there and she actually agreed upon it. So that was her thing that she shouldn't have been jealous like that. Cause I didn't have that issue with the first threesome, but I had it with that one. Then the yeah. second one was two guys, which that was fine. So, and then what's funny is I, I actually never really had a four threesome, but I hadn't attempted a four threesome cause it was with my, my friends of benefits guy now and one of his friends. And this was years ago too. And we actually attempted to do something and his friend had no issues getting hard. He had no issues doing anything. Cause I think he was ready for it. Whereas my friends with benefits guy, he couldn't get hard. Like he was too, he was too worked up and, and upset about a guy being in the room that he could not get his dick hard. And he basically just left. And what had happened is his friend ended up fucking me. He finished. And then my friends with benefits came in and fucked me. So they basically just took turns with me. So that's kind yeah. of another one. That's not real, real embarrassing, but like for him it was, and not really for me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I can tell you a lot of uh, guys don't know what to do uh, in front of another man. And um, I'll tell you just this real, uh, just a momentary thing and then we'll go to commercial. I um, was. And and hopefully I can tell my embarrassing story as well. Oh, you get a whole big thing. (laughs) You're next. Yeah. Um, um, But um, my uh, Dom had, um, offered me as a reward to somebody he had been doing stuff with. And so I'm sitting there on the bed. I'm waiting for um, him. So he comes up and um, I reach over to, I'm going to start with my mouth on his cock. And all of a sudden he just comes, I mean like 12 seconds. And Uh um, um, my man hasn't even had time. You know, he was looking in the other direction. He turns back around and I get this real fierce face because he's looking at me. And it's like, I told you to take care of the man. What are you doing? And I'm like, "Uh, I think I already did. (laughs) 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 He's done. He's done. So yeah, right. men men struggle a little bit more um, uh, in front of other people sometimes. Yeah. Um, Alexis, yeah. can you give us a break? And when we're back from break, Miss Secrets, you tell us an enticing story. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm not really sure about you, but a few years ago, when I found out that there was no more Craigslist personals. I damn near lost my mind because that thing was one of my favorite pastimes. And there are so many things that I miss about it. And for years, I have been looking to find something to come close to that. And I have definitely not been able to until now. If you're like me and Craigslist Personals was not just your pastime, but something amazing and intriguing into your life because you had so much fun with it, then join us at The Box, where fantasies become reality and where we have and are continuing to build a playground for all open-minded adults. Live free. 
Plaza Secret. Are you ready to share your story with us? Born ready. I have a whole lot of damn stories because I'm always doing some shit. I have no business. But I have to tell this one because I don't think I've told this one before. So basically, a very long time ago, when I had one of the best friends with benefits I ever, ever had, and um, I think we were both home from college, and we lived like 10 minutes from each other as far as where our house was, and um, where our parents' houses. So I was over his crib in the room. I think it was one of the kids' rooms or something, and we were going at it like, oh, gosh, he was like incredible, like literally just like the best ever. And, um, oh, did I mention he had a girlfriend? Hmm. A real crazy one, okay? So um, there was a knock at the door. Bam, bam, bam. And um, he was like, maybe they'll go away. We we fucking, we getting it, we getting it. He's like, just ignore I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'll I, I, I live here. I don't care. Bam, bam, bam. And she starts calling his name. He's like, oh, shit. I hope that ain't who I think it is. So he jumped up, butt naked, and run out the bedroom to the door and looked through the peephole. And he see it's his girlfriend. And let me tell you, tell you, he didn't just have a girlfriend. His girlfriend was a monster. Like she's, I mean, she's really a beautiful girl, but she was a big, like muscular kind of, and was known <laughs> to have beat women down because he he was known to be a little cheater. <laughs> so um, ran back in the room. He said, "That's her." I'm like, "What?" He said, "All right, just stand here and don't say nothing." And I'm going to get rid of her. And I'm like, okay. And I'm going to lock the door. So he went back out. He um, threw on some shorts, a shirt, you know, da, 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 like he, like she had woke him up. And I had locked the door. And I heard her say, why you so long to answer the door? He was like, man, I just, I just woke up, da, da, da. And I'm in the room like, oh, my God. And I'm saying to myself like, oh, by the way, I didn't drive. I got dropped off by this lady I knew. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, I don't really know what to do. And so she said, well, I, and then she said she was getting dropped off, and her friend had just left, and she was coming to hang out with him, and, you know, what was up? And I'm like, oh, shit, she's not even leaving. I'm like, I got to get the hell out of here. Because uh, she was trying to get, I guess, get some, too. So I jumped up real quick, got dressed, and I was trying to figure out, oh, by the way, they lived in the project. And if you know anything about a project, like, it's it's not just one way in, one way out, but both of the doors out are up front. <laughs> Like the way in and then the, the door like through the kitchen. So there's only one way out, the window. <laughs> so I'm like, so anyway, I grab my clothes. I'm like, where the fuck is my bra? Where's my panties? Like, I had no idea, but guess what? I didn't have no time to try to find it. So then, if you know anything about the project, I had to grab, it, we were in the kids' room. They had bump beds. I had to grab some little, like, one of the toys to kind of climb up a little bit to position myself to get out the window and then hope I didn't fall and break anything because it wasn't like just a, a when you can just roll up and get out. And then I think I like tore, I tore my, my, um, I had white short, I tore my short. And then as soon as I got out, I don't live in this city. I like ran down the street and I called my friend. And by the way, she drives school buses for the school system. And she was like, girl, I'm just finishing my bus route. I'm like, this is an emergency. I need you to come get me. She drove she drove the public school bus from one city to the next, like 15 minutes, to pick me up and roll me home, not in her district, but took me home on the school bus. 
And I was, and she was like, what happened? And I'm telling her the story. She said, girl, he got a girl. I'm like, yeah. She said, and she came over there? I'm like, yeah. She said, girl, you could have got killed. I'm like, yeah. I know. She said, what happened to your shorts? I'm like, I had to get out the window. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to have my bra and my panties. Like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, my God. And like maybe like an hour or two later, he texted me. He was like, are you still in the room? You need to go. You're going to need to go. She's going to kill you. I'm like, I'm gone. Like, yo, I'm gone. Like, you're going to be, I got to go because she's going to kill. But with emphasis on she's going to kill you. Not she's going to kill us or she's going to kill me. She's going to kill you. And I saw this girl like a week or two later, and I just looked at her like, I'm so glad you didn't catch me in there. You would have beat me to death. Like, oh, my God. Oh my god! I'm even scared to tell that story. <laughs> that, that and I, and my make... friend that picked me up, she said, "You better be glad I love you. You're gonna get me fired. I, don't, I got these, these people school bus in a whole another city, taking you home, and you live in the middle of nowhere." She was like, "Girl, I can't believe this." I'm like, "Girl, this is an emergency." <laughs> <laughs> you oh should god. make um, a public service video for the school districts as part of their training for bus drivers. <laughs> Look, this is what you don't do with the school bus, okay? <laughs> you don't drive to another city and pick up your friend that's creeping <laughs> with somebody else, man. This is what you don't do. <laughs> that oh is yes, wonderful. Now, but it wasn't funny then. Straight up. And I still didn't get my bra and panties back. <laughs> I wonder what he did with them, and I hope to help find them. I hope that she did not find them, and I hope he was able to kick it somewhere discreet and stuff like that. My God, that's probably, but guess what? That he would bust, be horrifying. But and, and he busts her down. I'm like, did you fuck her? Didn't he said the damn shit out of her? He was like she was just screaming and howling, just like you was a few minutes before. <laughs> oh. Well, he must have felt all really hot. Think about it. He's got one woman escaping out the window and another one beating on the door to get in and have him. He was like, you know, know. prize meat that day. Honey, he definitely was. I don't know about now, but I'll tell you one thing. Oh, my gosh. Hey, I want to know, if you saw that woman today, um, would you still be scared of her? Yes. Oh, honey, you, no, I, I'm running. You, yeah, you go ahead and you keep her busy because she looks mean. Like she's had like five kids with him, but she looks mean and she's beat people up. And I'm like, oh, I don't want, yeah, I don't want no problems with that girl. <laughs> and we probably got to delete this call because I'm getting scared thinking about it. <laughs> So, like, if you, okay, I'm just curious here, okay? If you're in a relationship and you know your man is with someone else, why do you automatically blame the other woman when he has, uh, he's just equally at fault? Mm-hmm. Well, I've never um, done that. I've never blamed another woman. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. But an awful lot of soap opera plots are based on that entire 
you know, scenario there. Um, uh, yeah, it's just always easier to blame somebody else rather than to think about the relationship. Um, mm-hmm. But that, that's, a, that's a good question. Not somewhere I'd go. And um, um, not all of us here in the room. Uh, maybe we just mm-hmm. have better <laughs> sense. I don't know. I have to tell you, secrets. Mm. Um, I'm going to add school bus escape to my sexual bucket list. (laughs) That had never even occurred to me. (laughs) I couldn't believe that. Oh my God. Yeah, because I was telling him, like, don't even answer the door. Like, he's like, she know I'm here. She know I have a car. She know I'm not. She know I'm here. I'm like, man. Yeah, I was scared for my life. Oh my goodness. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, it I have is, so many stories. Like I'm always doing shit I got a business. Go ahead, you said what? It is funny the situations we get ourselves in. We're gonna hear a lot. I more know, of and then do it stories. again after that. Secrets, <laughs> you had a really good friend. <laughs> she was ride or die. You better believe that. Put her oh, job Daddy. and everything on the line. Her job with the school system. And guess what? She still drives for them today, the school system. She still drives buses. Is is <laughs> one of the the school benches, you know, the seat in the bus, does it have a little plaque with your name on it? <laughs> Listen, but did I did I ever tell you about the time for like I think my whole sophomore year, I would ride the bus and sit in the seat with this guy. And every morning when I get on, he was he played my pussy all the way to school. And then in the evening too, like I don't think I care much about going to school, but the before and after was definitely exciting. <laughs> that was uh, yeah. Shoot, now I've what? got two reasons to go on the school bus. <laughs> Oh, a lot of goodies, a lot of goodies. Uh, listen, we 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 have to have a school bus call. I'll tell you about the time our school bus broke down for about four hours, and the guys on the bus was asking the girls like, "Well, who want to get busy? Because we're in the middle of nowhere." And blah blah blah. And one girl on there lost her virginity. I was probably like thirteen at the time, and I was scared to death. I'm like, "No, not me. I'm young. I'm young. I'm a virgin. Leave me alone." <laughs> It's like, this is the best time to lose your virginity. We're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, you had great supervision in those days on that school district, I can tell. Yeah, the guy that drove the school bus was also a high school student. He was, I think, in the, he was a senior, so he wasn't no better than the people that was on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So let's get it popping. Okay, so I'm going to tell a story, too. Um, But I want to be real serious for a minute before I tell my my story. I think the story is hilarious, but I want to be uh, uh, serious before. Because I know how lucky I am that this is just a funny story for me and not a genuine tragedy. (laughs) Um, I am really smart people. I'm really smart. I'm really experienced. I am really street savvy because I've always had to take care of myself. But this is an example of just how stupid we can be sometimes. 
If you heard the talk show last night, Alexis led a discussion about staying safe for good reason. Okay. Um, I am so passionate about working in sex positive places. And it's the reason I teach sexual empowerment skills. It's so that all people can have both personal freedom and relative safety. My vision is for a culture in which people learn how to ask for what they want. And they also learn how to pivot when the answer is no. As the, um, uh, well, there's a, um, uh, a project called Free the People Project. And one of the things that they remind us and they put on their T-shirts and such is don't hurt people, don't take their stuff. Stuff sometimes includes, you know, their, their emotional stuff. But I think when people are free to express themselves sexually without fear of shame or bullying, then folks won't have to lie about their age or their size or their income when they're just trying to get laid, right? They won't feel like they have to trick people or overpower them, okay? So anyway, that was my lecture for all of you. It's because um, good stuff but scary stuff was talked about on, on the story on the uh, show last night. So anyway, let me tell you my story. Um, this happened seven years ago. I decided uh, that I wanted to, I was really, really adventurous and active, and boy, I did love Craigslist. Um, I decided one day that I wanted to switch from quantity to quality in my uh, sexual encounters. But just like happens sometimes when people want to go on a diet or they decide they're going to stop drinking, I went out with one spectacular binge. I spent the morning uh, with two men who had posted that they were brothers. Turned out they were really business partners, so they had lied. Um, but anyway, that part turned out just marvelous. It was mixed, kind of a Lucha Libra-style tag team um, antics. Um, and uh, the older fellow had, was really suave, this you know Latin chivalry and stuff. I had previously... Um, a week or so before, I had responded to a Craigslist ad, and it was promising this um, erotic tryst up in the San Bernardino Mountains. It was going to be a short cabin vacation with good food, good liquor, and two men devoting themselves to my pleasure. The timing had been wrong, but one of the fellows an email that I looked at just as my two um, uh, business partners uh, left, and he asked me to join them for the afternoon. I had lots of reasons to say no. Well, first of all, I just had sex with two men. 
it was a Thursday afternoon, and I would not be spending the night because I had to go to work the next day. That meant I would waste lots of time in traffic, and I wouldn't be able to drink very much. However, they said there would be a third cock there to service me. It just seems so appealing. You know, I was going to have five men on the same day, not as a gangbang, not as a train, um, but it just seemed real bohemian, you know, two separate encounters. Um, so I said, yeah. Um, I finally arrived at um, uh, Top Town and Crestline, and I landed myself in an all-time clusterfuck. And I say that in every possible definition of the word. I was met by a Volvo. Uh, the Volvo had been in the picture they had on Craigslist. It was a picture of the cabin with a Volvo in front of it. So there were two men. One joined me in my car to assist me with driving to the cabin, finding the cabin. And um, uh, the other drove the other car. So driving by the lake, we chat. And he mentions that the third man is a double amputee, okay? Um, surprise, I said, well, that wouldn't be a problem, although I wouldn't probably not have thought to seek someone out um, with no legs, um, but be fine. He said the guy was an old fraternity buddy, and somehow it sounded like I would be doing this man Oh, kind of a favor by showing him a good time, right? That was really wrong on my part. So after much winding around in the woods, parked the car and entered the cabin. I normally have really sharp survival skills, and they completely left me. Um, within just a couple of, of minutes, if even that, I lost my clothes. I was wearing glasses that day. I lost my glasses. I lost my car keys. I lost complete control of the situation. Um, the third man was indeed a double amputee, but he was in no need of special consideration. In fact, he was a very um, experienced dom, um, and he acted like he was Alfred Hitchcock, if you remember him um, from old TV and the movies. He was hugely obese. He spoke like Hitchcock, impersonating Hitchcock, and he was telling the other men what to do and orchestrating them as if they were puppets, but they themselves felt all empowered, I'm sure. Anyway, he spoke to me for a couple of minutes, and somehow he got the impression that I had received, quote, training in submission, and I attempted to tell him that I was not being submissive. I was being appropriately courteous because I was in a situation that required a really precise risk assessment. He took none of that. He just said, no, no, I was either not well-trained or else I was being resistant to him out of some sort of loyalty to my real dog. Um, well, um, by the end of the evening, I had, among other things, 
had to crawl about carrying a belt in my mouth with which to be whipped and service a man in a walker. So it was not only one man was a double amputee, but the other was in a walker. So these fraternity buddies had had a very rough time um, in, in the war. But their picture on Craigslist had been of this lovely cabin and a nice-looking Volvo and one good-looking man standing in front, who was, in fact, a submissive in the group. I, of course, escaped without any permanent harm except to my dignity. But the Dom would not let me leave until he was certain I had climaxed. Well, very respectfully, with my eyes downcast, I pointed out that I was a shy woman in an unfamiliar location in front of strangers who had not been honest with me, and I had a natural resistance to performing on demand, and that might be difficult. He didn't need to know that that part was not true. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I left out. I didn't say anything about how gross the men themselves were or the complete lack of attention to my uh, lady parts, which had been promised. So anyway, he puts me uh, face down across his extremely ample lap. I'm not a small woman, but he was huge in comparison, so that he could restrain me and service me until I faked the best and loudest orgasm of all time. Anyway, as I'm dressing to leave, this Dom asked why I had accepted the invitation, because he thought I was charming, right? I told him I had been promised good food, good men, good luck liquor and I got to drive really fast on mountain roads which I needed and wanted um I should have just you know stuck with the drive rather than them I told him that he had misrepresented the situation he just did not agree he said we told you there were three men and I said I knew there were three men but there's a difference between three kind of domineering men and one dom leading the show. Um, He said maybe that had some validity. So um, he apologized that um, he hadn't brought more toys. He hadn't known I would be there. And he asked me to come back again and do it. And I said, no, I just wanted to leave. And I wanted some of the the chocolate they had been eating while I was getting bandied about. So um, one of them, the one who could walk, walked me to my car, um, had to help because it was extremely tight so that I could get turned around um, facing the right way in the dark and sort of pointed me toward the lake. I got all twisted about circled around in the woods for hours, finally parked in front of a house and decided just to sleep and then try and find my way straight to work in the morning. A homeowner came out to see if what was going on, he couldn't decide whether to call the police or help me. Um, I just said I was lost and he gave me directions back to town. So I drove back to town, took a shower, went straight to work. So going on that mountain cabin adventure had really seemed 
like a good idea at the time. It was not. <laughs> so that's my story. What do you think of that one? Well, I mean, it is an adventure, and due to our um, podcast on safety yesterday, I'm glad you made it out in one piece, because that actually could have went very, very wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, uh, that's why I thought it was appropriate, uh, what you were uh, talking about last night. And um, what I hope maybe some of our, um, I don't know, less risk-taking listeners hear is that I know all those rules. I know what to do. Um, And in general, I take very uh, good uh, care of myself because I like risky situations. But I did everything wrong. I didn't have a way out. I didn't have my keys. You know, I didn't know. I hadn't told anybody where I was. So I did everything wrong. And I am pretty sure I didn't do that just because I was desperate to have sex, right? I had plenty of sex that day. So sometimes we get mixed up with what we really need. And um, so we look for some stupid way um, to get it uh, fulfilled. So, yeah, I've been lucky. The universe protects us idiots sometimes. Um, In my defense, I will say that following that encounter, um, I um, definitely – cut back on um, unvetted people, okay, Uh, so that I would have better control of this situation um, that I'm in. And like I said, I understand I'm extremely lucky that I get to tell that as a funny story. And you didn't get to just read some you know, um, blurb about it in the newspaper that, uh, uh, you know, naked woman found outside a cabin in, in uh, Crestline dead. So um, not a tragedy, but it shows how things can go wrong if we don't have a safe place to get our needs met. That's why my vision, that's why my vision, if people don't have a way to get together with like-minded people, if there are not some safety things in effect, um, it can go real wrong. Um, And I hope to make that different so other people don't uh, end up in scary, scary situations themselves. Secrets, you're working on that, aren't you, on getting people connected? Absolutely. Getting people connected. Way and I know we're almost out of time, but I just want to say really quickly. First, first of all, thank you for sharing that story. Second of all, I totally, totally agree. And and unfortunately, I've been in situations like that, similar that you kind of didn't make the right choice. You kind of just made it on a whim, and it could have cost you your life, or could have cost you a black eye, or something even worse. And um, but yeah, definitely. And once again, just thank you for sharing that story because it was honest. And you know, a lot of times when we like to share things that's all hunky dory and great. But this is real life, and this is real life situations, and things don't always go the way we want it. Um, but we have to learn from that so we can have a place, you know, here at the box and through Pandora's Fantasy Box where people can have fun, live free, do the things you want, however, at the same time, still be safe. That's extremely important to us. Yeah, and I appreciate you putting that out there and making that available for, for the world. So 
good secrets. Keep it up. Um, that's it Man. for me, Alexis. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to go. I hate. Alexis hate being both put in, and I hate for these calls to end. Oh. Well, I am so sorry. But that is all the time that we have tonight. Like Tandy mentioned oh. earlier, if you missed the podcast last night about safety, please listen to it. Because here at Pandora's Box, we do believe in living free. Fantasies come true three at a time. But most of all, we definitely want our listeners to stay safe. I just want to say thank you to the listeners of The Box. We definitely appreciate you listening to our call, whether you're listening to it live or whether you're listening to it after the fact. And actually, we enjoy getting on here every single night that we can, sharing information that we know you can benefit from as well as all of our participants. And if you want to stay connected with us, and you want to also maybe hear different topics, reach out to us at Pandora's Fantasy with the Z box.com. And you know what? If I could change that domain to C-U-M, I definitely would. And if you know how to do that, reach out and let me know. But in the meantime, again, thank you so much for listening. This is your girl, Secrets, because I can keep them. And reach us at Pandora's Fantasy with the Z box.com. And thank you.